Again, you're being an activist. I am not. That's not appropriate, sir. That's not an appropriate question for you to ask. I do. I'm going to ask how many questions? You get three. Good morning, Liberty lovers, Liberty curious, and anyone else tuning in to Friendly Fire. If you're watching live, then let me especially thank you for tuning in so early. This show is dedicated to interviewing libertarian candidates running for office and talking about libertarian candidates that are running for office, but only libertarian candidates. As the name suggests, candidates, when they're on, will be asked some tough questions. But as a fellow libertarian, I am not here to make them look foolish or fail. Simply raising the bar for interviewing candidates, as well as the expectation that we have for our candidates. The Libertarian Party is the third largest political party in the United States and the only viable option to compete with the big two. I mentioned last week that I'm making a change in moving the show to three times per week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning. Candidates are still reaching out, and I wanted to get as many on as I could. Give me a second here. I think I have a mistake in my show notes here, so apologies Everyone, let me adjust my show notes here. I've grabbed the wrong ones, apparently. Uh, where are we here? Goodness. All right. Let's get those correct show notes so that we can get back to where we were. Um, so what I was trying, what I was actually going to get ready to say is that this morning I was expecting to speak with James Blake, candidate for governor of Alabama. I told viewers. Uh, a few episodes ago, that I would hold people accountable who don't show up or bail at the last minute. Now, James is not here. However, I'm going to split the difference with him on this one. We've been in email contact, but I didn't actually confirm his appearance today. Uh, so kind of my fault. Uh, we've been emailing back and forth, uh, talking about when he could make it on and some of the things that I needed from him. So if you know James, don't give him too hard of a time. In fact, maybe you should just give me a hard time, uh, but let him know that we missed him this morning and are looking forward to speaking with him. I'll continue to reach out and get him scheduled and get a confirmation as well. But as you know, the show goes on. Yesterday, I showed you uh, this map and let me go ahead and pull that map right on up. There we are. So I showed you this map yesterday. And I said that we were going to be talking about uh, the, the landscape of the candidates. And to help lay a foundation for a comparison, I also pulled the allocated, uh, allocated delegates list. That is the number of delegates that the national party designated to each state based on national membership from that state. I spent a lot of time on the southeastern portion where all of the current candidate interviews that have had come from so far. So what I want to do is jump over to the West Coast, see how they're doing. And the criteria was the same. I used the official delegate allegations from the National Party. And then I went over to LP.org. That's our National Party's website. And I selected elections, then candidates under the Take Action drop-down menu. That provided a map of the U.S. where I simply clicked on each state and counted the listed uh, candidates. The, this relies on two things that states keep it up to date, and that they keep it accurate. Well, I guess that's kind of the same thing. Let's take a look at what the West Coast is doing, and then we'll compare it a little bit to the to this uh, Southeast. So let's pull that map up right here. Let's see here. We've got, here's our West Coast numbers. 
As you can see, we've got Washington, Montana, Oregon, Idaho, Wyoming, California, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico, Alaska, and Hawaii down there in the lower right-hand corner. And as, as I did yesterday, the numbers in black, those represent the delegate counts as of the last national convention, and the numbers in yellow represent the candidates that are running, that are listed as running for that particular state. Now, on the upper right-hand corner, we're going to see that Montana, Idaho, and Wyoming have zero candidates. I don't know if that's entirely true. I, I do get a little suspicious when I see a zero, and it may be they just have not sent in their updates. So, if you're watching and you're from one of those three states, let them let your chair know, your state chair, hey, you got to send this information in. We got this this guy over here. He's doing all this info. You know, he's doing all these shows about candidates, and and we're not getting our recognition. So make sure you let them know. But we've got Washington with thirty six uh, allocated delegates, and they have one candidate. So gonna need to work on that. Oregon with sixteen and thirteen candidates, uh, nine. And uh, I'm sorry, we, we're skipping over the zeros here, but Nevada with 14 and 24. California, it's a little hard to see that one is kind of jumping off the coast there. It's probably taking a little surf right about now, uh, but it's actually 103 delegates with 11 candidates. Uh, I'm particularly surprised by that. I would expect more when you have 103 delegates that suggests that you have a fair number of members in the state party and i would expect to see uh, a significantly higher number than 11. so i don't know what's going on there um, we've got a question here let me see if i can't answer that so d asked how often are state chairs supposed to send in their info each year about delegates uh, I believe that only happens once. There is a deadline for which the national party has that that all the state chairs send in their information. Um, I think actually, if I you know going back on that, let me let me let me revert back a little bit. I think what actually happens is that the national party looks at their registered roles because I believe that's what actually determines the number of delegates, and then if there are any. Um, issues with that, then the state chairs can reach out. But I believe that happens once a year and there is a deadline. I am not familiar with when that deadline is for the delegates, but it is sometime before the national convention. So this year it would have been sometime before June. Um, uh, but but that that's how the delegates are determined, and this is just simply a uh, there's a there's a, cal a calculation. I'm not familiar with. Uh, I don't recall what the calculation exactly is. And what this calculation does is just says how many registered members of the national party from this particular state are there, and then does the calculation says all right based on that this is how many you get. This is one of the reasons why some of the states will go out and tell people hey make sure you register as a member of the national party that way we get more delegates and there is a if you go to lpedia.org and you search around a little bit and that's lpedia.org if you go to lpedia.org you can find there's a map and it has a list of all the numbers of delegates. That's the map that I pulled the numbers from. And those numbers have different colors. Uh, I believe that there are three different colors. One will, will, will represent no change from the year prior. And then the other two colors represent either an increase or a decrease in the number of delegates based on the national party registration. So that's how our delegations uh, our, our delegate counts work. And then, of course, candidates, it's just a matter of getting somebody to run for various positions. 
So continuing on here, we see that Arizona has 27 delegates or had 27 delegates, but only has three candidates running in the New Mexico with nine and 11. Alaska is doing fairly well here with five and five. And then it's a little hard to see because of the number there, but Hawaii is sitting with four delegates and three candidates. So not bad there at all. Now I did pull some numbers here and uh, I checked them out. And like I did yesterday, uh, I'm going to talk about the the top three and the bottom three. Now, in the West Coast case, the bottom three technically would be Montana, Idaho, and Wyoming. I'm not entirely certain if that's accurate because they're all zero. I don't know if they actually have zero candidates or they just simply haven't been updated. So if we were to move on, the next three in order would be Washington, California, and Arizona. And then our top three are going to be number one is Nevada with 14, uh, with, with, with almost double, almost double the number of candidates as they have delegates. And then in the West, uh, I'm sorry, in Utah, you have 13 and 18. And then Colorado has 35 and 47. So good job on those states for getting so many candidates out there. Um, it's always great when you can see that the candidates outnumber the number of delegates uh, that were allotted for the uh, for the state. Now, I also pulled up um, what I also did is I, since now we have covered two geographical areas, I went ahead and I've pulled some information to kind of or I've calculated some information to kind of compare. You know, let's see how the West Coast compares against the Southeast. So let me go ahead and pull those numbers up here real quick. And let's see, we'll go back to our full map. Um, OK, so here's our full map. And let's see the Southeast numbers. They ended up being, no, remember the number on the left is the number of delegates. The number on the right is the number of candidates. So in the Southeast, the red area, we have 334 delegates uh, allocated at the national, the, the last national convention, and then 272 candidates that are running. Now, again, I want to point out that when I say that there are 334 delegates allocated. That just means how many delegates um, total in the states that are in red were permitted. That, that, that means they can't have any more than that. That doesn't mean that they will always have that because some states simply, you know, aren't able to send all of, you know, they, they may not have people that are able and willing to travel wherever the national convention is. In this case, it was in Reno. So there may have been some hardships on on a number of people from getting to, say, I don't know, Kentucky to uh, to Nevada. And so they may not have they may not be able to seat all of their allocated delegates. But that's how many they were allocated. And then we want to look at the West Coast numbers and we see that the West Coast has 282 delegates allocated, but only 136 candidates. So they're actually trailing behind. So congratulations to the Southeast for having the best ratio of candidates and delegates. Right. We, we, we actually have the best ratio. I don't have the ratio numbers specifically, but we we are doing pretty well over here. However, we shouldn't diminish anybody. This is simply looking to challenge ourselves. This is simply to create a baseline and say, where are we and what can we do? You know, what can we do better when we're looking at these numbers? And let's go back to it real quick. 
and shift back over here. So when we're looking at somebody like California, we can say, all right, well, we have 103 delegates, which again, that kind of signifies about how many registered libertarians that you have. Um, and so when you have 103 delegates, then you would expect that there are a large number of libertarians that are at least semi-active in California. And so therefore, it's a matter of calling them and, you know, getting a hold of them in some way, reaching out and saying, hey, look, can we get you to run for this office? And that office could be anything from governor all the way down to, uh, you know, soil and water or, you know, many of the various positions that you have available. Um, so definitely places like California need to step up their game. Washington needs to step up their game. Um, Arizona needs to step up their game. And then we definitely need to get some more information to find out if those zeros in Montana, Idaho, and Wyoming are in fact correct, or they just haven't simply been updated. Again, you can go to lp.org. And again, if you click on, let's see, what was that? Uh, you go to lp.org and you click uh, elections. And then um, or you click on the take down, take action drop down menu, and then you'll see elections and then you hover over that and then you will see candidates and you can click on that and it will take you to a map of the entire United States and it'll have a list of all, I think there was like 600 some candidates that are that are listed in the Libertarian Party's uh, website. Um, so you've got like some 600 so or so candidates that are running for various positions all across the US, but you're able to at that point click on an individual state and then scroll through the list and, and, and check out the different candidates. So um, so that's where we are with, with, the, um, with the council. Let's go back to the full map here. Uh, pull that back up here. Where are we here? All right, there we go. Pull that back up. So what I wanted to also do is then give the counts of where we are currently. So the total numbers that we have, we have a total of 408 candidates between the West Coast and the Southeast. And so, you know, we're doing pretty good. We've got 408 candidates running all across the U.S. These are, of course, local, um, state level, and, and maybe some federal ones like some House representatives or Senate. So I think this is particularly uh, exciting news. I think we should, you know, give ourselves, uh, you know, a small pack, pat on the back. Now, I don't what I don't know is I don't know how this compares to years prior. Um, but again, we're creating the baseline now and we will as we continue, as I go along, I'll start taking some of these numbers and we'll look back and we'll see what's going on. Now, one of the things that I do want to do in the future here, and I am looking to uh, to do an entire podcast uh, or entire day podcast, a day long podcast on November 8th. And we'll start digging into some of these candidates um, and some of these, you know, at a finer level. We'll start we'll start looking and seeing, you know, what are the polls like? What are you know, how are they? Um, you, you, what are their what are the reports for the elections, um, you know, as they're coming out? Because we do expect to have some libertarians elected. And it's very nice to know that we actually have candidates because you know how you know how often we hear like, oh, libertarians don't matter. But I mean, really, we have 408 candidates across. Um, I don't I don't have a count of these particular states that we've that we've looked at so far, but across about half of the U.S. So, um, you know, this is about two thirds of the candidates that we have listed. Uh, because again, I said there was about 600 that were that are showing right now. Now, again, that number may be inaccurate. It could be a little higher. It could be a little bit lower. No, nevertheless, it is very, very promising. 
So we need to get ourselves out. If you're watching the show, um, it doesn't matter what state you're in. Make sure that you are involved. There is probably a candidate somewhere that you can get involved with. And if you happen to be in one of those states where they don't have a candidate running, maybe those zeros are accurate, um, or the candidate that is, you know, one of the very few candidates that are running is somewhere else in the state, you know, reach out and try to support them financially, uh, maybe just Go out on social media and make sure that you're doing your best to, to kind of spread the word about who they are, because it's really going to take all of us. So that's what I basically have for the show today. Um, again, we will try to I will try to get uh, James Blake on. He was, un, un, uh, you know, apparently the email didn't go through and um, or he didn't receive it yet for me saying, hey, let's you know, let's have the show. Uh, let, let's have you on for an interview. Um, on Wednesday morning, you know, October 5th um, at 7.30 a.m. Uh, when I was looking into the guy, he seems like a really stand-up guy. Seems, you know, he's got some political experience. So I expect that if he's emailing me that it was simply a communication error, probably on my part, I'll go ahead and accept the blame for that, and that's okay. Um, or in my case, I decided that I was just going to go ahead and split the difference with them. Um, but, you know, as the viewers, you guys can decide, you know, how you feel about that. At any rate, so and this show is going to be a little bit shorter today. I just wanted to kind of go over the West Coast numbers and then kind of compare them to the Southeastern numbers. And I think we're doing good. I'm looking forward to uh, to looking at the rest of the area, the Midwest and then the Northeast. Um, I think we got some exciting things there. Now, I also want to point out if um, if you're a candidate or you know a candidate and they have, um, and, and, and they've been, especially if they've been on the show or if they're slated to be on the show, what I want you to do is see if you can't hunt down a candidate promo. Uh, because what I would like to do is I would like to start rolling promos from the different candidates, particularly ones that have been on. So if you, if one hasn't been on and, and there doesn't seem to be any conversation uh, about getting them on, uh, no big deal. We'll, we'll, we'll let them do their thing. And in some cases, there are some candidates that are putting a lot of work and energy in and, you know, you know, maybe, maybe I don't want to say, you know, they, they, they're busy. We'll leave it at that. Um, but let's see. I think I have one that I can show here. Now, I made this one uh, a while back. I had Ben Weir, who's the Merrimack. He's running for Merrimack County Sheriff up in New Hampshire. And this isn't really a promo. It's really just a few clips of the episode for when he was on. And I thought it was amusing because I believe this is the first candidate interview um, that I've ever seen where the candidate came to do show and tell. So let's take a look real quick at this, you know, 30 seconds of clip that he, uh, where he was on the show a while back. For instance, in California, uh, you cannot have one of these cool little things called a flash hider, which Okay. You know, and then also out there in California, you can't have a pistol grip, which is, you've seen this. It's so scary. Uh, mm -hmm. When people hold these, it makes it, at least out in California, what they did was, you know, you can actually, they've made a featureless grip, which is uh, basically turns it into more of a rifle with this. This is my California compliant AR. Okay. Um, I have not changed it since I moved. So there are arbitrary definitions of like, you can't have an adjustable stock. You can't have a pistol grip. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that. 
that was Ben, ben Weir, again, uh, running for Merrimack County Sheriff out of New Hampshire. And he uh, his the bill of choice for him was uh, HR 1808, the assault rifles ban, uh, assault rifle ban, and he wanted to talk against it. And mostly, what he wanted to talk about was like, look, a lot of the things that are in that bill are not really as scary or you know over dramatic as people are making them. And to help bolster that point, he brought them on the show and showed us and talked about them a little bit. So I encourage you to go and check out that, that episode. You can find them over at youtube.libertydad.com. That'll take you to the YouTube page. You can look at all the videos of all the candidates. I don't know. I think there's around, you know, 11 or so, something like that. And I've got more in the work, uh, more in the works. So keep an eye out. And um, other than that, I think that's the end of the show. So I want to thank you for watching. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I want you to tune in tomorrow morning where I have again, mostly, but not entirely confirmed Charles Wyckoff for mobile County Sheriff in Alabama. Now him and I have also been in contact via email and I sent out an email just this morning, kind of giving that final confirmation. And I believe that he will be on the show, but again, I, I may have jumped the gun a little bit on that one, but we'll find out tomorrow morning. And if not, no worries. We've got other geographic areas of the country to work with. Again, if you know any candidates, if you're reach out to them and say, Hey, I want you to be on the, uh, on the friendly fire podcast, um, talk about your candidacy, but otherwise that's all for today. You can find the other episodes again at libertydad.com. Those are the audio versions. You can find archived video versions at youtube.libertydad.com. You can also connect with me at Liberty Dad on Facebook, Liberty Dad Pod on Twitter, and you can even email me to libertydadpodcast at gmail.com because I would absolutely love to hear from you. And remember, if you're a champion of liberty, your business is people and your product is liberty. Have a great week. Catch you next time. To my next time being tomorrow, and I'm out.